What's up, guys? So real quick, before we uh, get into the card, I told y'all guys I've been wanting to do a contest. And, you know, I don't, I, I do all this for free. I'm not making any money doing this. Um, so can't afford to do it every week. But um, I thought it'd be something cool for you guys. Uh, so I figured the best way to do it is I need you to pick three fights. I need the winner, the round, and the method of victory. And you're only allowed to have one decision. So the other two got to be submission or knockout. Three fights. If you win, you'll get this. It's autograph Holly Holm. Probably the crappiest one I got, but hey, it's free. So if y'all want it, try to win it. Um, and I'll turn the comments off. Uh, you can go over to my YouTube, or not my YouTube, my uh, my Instagram, and you can comment on there. I'll put a video up for it there. You can comment on it there, and I'll turn the comments off um, Friday before the fights, uh, the day before. And uh, same with the YouTube video. You can comment on here, put your picks on there. And uh, I'll turn the comments off on it Friday, and we'll see who wins. Two people win. Maybe I'll figure something else out for you. I've got a couple other things. Maybe I can hook you both up. Uh, but I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for watching. Have a good one. What's up, guys? All right, so we're here to go over UFC 284, Makachev versus Volkanovski, champion versus champion. It's kind of a big deal. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good fight card. A lot of good fights on this card. Uh, we got Rodriguez versus Emmett in the co-main event. Um, there's a lot of fighters that you know you thought you would have thought that they would have shown up on this card. You know, like Carlos Olberg and a couple other guys. You know that uh, didn't make it onto this card, which is pretty surprising. But still, a lot of good fighters on this card for sure. Um, so let's start down here with the first fight of the night. It's Tyson Pedro taking on Modestus Bukakis. So Tyson Pedro, he's nine and three, um, thirty-one years old, six-three with a seventy-nine inch reach. Um, he was four and zero whenever he made his UFC debut. Um, he started actually his debut was against Khalil Roundtree, and that's no easy, uh, <laughs> no easy fight. And and he won that fight. And uh, right for that, he like you know he blitzed through Paul Craig real easily. Um, he's had some good wins. He's had some bad losses. Um, losing to an aged Shogun Hua wasn't a very good look. And that was back in like 2018, maybe. Um, that wasn't a good look. And then he was out for a couple years with some injuries and stuff like that. Um, he's had two wins since he's came back. Um, you know, and they gave him some pretty easy fights in his first two fights back. But he did finish them as you would expect a good light heavyweight to you know to finish them. You know, he finished them both in the first round pretty quick by KO. Ike Villanueva and Harry Hunsucker. You know, not the best of competition, but he's looked really good. Um, He's a big guy, super strong. Uh, he's got great power, good fast striking, good kicks to the legs and to the body. He has pretty good submissions as well for a light heavyweight, a bigger guy, um, good Muay Thai. Uh, he's submitted, you know, tough wrestlers that were out there trying to take him down and keep him down, which is pretty impressive. You know, you don't you don't see too much of that going on in the in the light heavyweight division nowadays. Um, so he was originally supposed to fight um, Ming Yang Zhang which is a Chinese fighter that I believe that would have been his debut. We've actually lost quite a few fights on this card. Uh, quite a few that I wanted to see. Um, and uh, yeah, I would have been going with him, you know, in that spot for sure. Um, so maybe that's why Modestus got the call. Cause uh, you know, I, they, they haven't give given Modestus very, uh, you know, a, a, an easy opponent. Not once since he's been, you know, since he's fought in the UFC. Um, you know, it sucks. He can't get a, an easier shot for once, but, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, uh, Modestus real quick. So Modestus is 29, six, three with a 78 inch reach. He's going to be giving up inch, inch of reach here. Um, he's 13 and five, um, was actually cut by the UFC not all that long ago. And he went and got two wins since then, uh, with cage warriors and, at, Actually, uh, one of them was by KO. Um, he actually won the uh, light heavyweight title in Cage Warriors. I don't know if that's why they're giving him the shot or if they just really needed somebody to jump in the spot. 
So they could have Tyson Pedro on the Perth card. But, uh, you know, he didn't have an easy run in the UFC. You know, Jimmy Crute, Michael Ozechek, Khalil Roundtree, those are the guys he fought. He lost to all of them. Uh, and, you know, knockout, split decision with Ozechek doesn't look so bad in hindsight. But the Khalil Roundtree fight, he took that nasty leg injury, you know, the, that sidekick to the knee that Khalil hit him with that just ended the fight. Um, so he stands really heavy on his lead leg. Uh, which makes it a lot easier for him to get leg kicked. Uh, he never checks them either, which is something I noticed. It's happened in almost all of his fights that, well, at least with his first run in the UFC, I will I will go over some stuff that I saw in um, you know, his last two fights with Cage Warriors that I feel like he actually has tightened a few things up. But um, And he never, uh, never checks leg kicks, uh, doesn't have the best striking defense, but he, he does have good power. Um, and I see why the UFC signed him in the first place, you know, when they originally signed him. Because before the UFC, he had, let's see, uh, 11 wins all by finish and two losses by finish. So his, you know, his uh, first fight to ever go to decision was in the UFC against Ole Zaychuk. Um So he didn't, uh, he didn't fight for almost, almost a year after the Roundtree fight. And I noticed some improvements when he came back. Of course, it's with Cage Warriors; it's not the best of competition, but you know he's he's worked on uh, he's worked on he's thrown a lot more kicks. He's switching stances a lot more, which I like. Um, a lot of feints. He's closed up his stance a little; doesn't stand quite as wide as he used to. Uh, and I have a feeling they're working on that. You know, do the all the leg kicks he was eating in all his fights, and that nasty injury he took by a leg kick. Um, you know, I wish he would throw. Uh, like, you know, longer com- combinations because he's kind of just like a one punch, you know, or one or two. He kind of like, you know, faints the, uh, paws the left out there and then comes over with the right and you can see it from a mile away. That's like his money shot, you know. I mean, it, it when he lands it, it is effective. You know, he knocked out a guy in cage words with it. But, um, you know, it's it, he needs to put, you know, more combinations together, you know, two, two or three four punch combinations, something. You know, otherwise it's just like kind of like a one trick pony type deal, you know, and he is a good fighter. He's not a bad fighter. He just hasn't had, you know, a an easy opponent in in the UFC. So, um, what else? Uh, uh, so you know, he did he did look improved, but like I said, not a, not against the uh, the best of competition with Cage Warriors. But he's getting another chance in the UFC. But unfortunately for him, you know, I, I got to go with Tyson Pedro in this spot. Um, Probably going to get a win by KO round one, um, you know, in Australia, in Perth, at home. And the crowd's going to be crazy, so it's going to be Tyson Pedro on the pick on that one. Next up, we got Zabara Tugov taking on Elves Brenner. And uh, I didn't quite understand, (laughs) you know this this matchup here or why what they're really doing here you know i mean zabara is like a hardened ufc veteran you know he's uh he's been around he's fought some of the best um he's 32 years old 58 with a 68 inch reach um he has he's had a quite a few fights fall off like all year last year i think he had four fights that all didn't end up happening that he was supposed to fight um, and I guess the UFC was just so desperate to get him a fight. They signed a guy who's three and two in his last five, uh, whose last opponent was only three and one and flew him all the way to Perth <laughs> to fight, you know, a for real UFC veteran. Uh, I don't understand what, why this guy's, you know, I mean, unless he just needed, he just wanted to fight, you know, he wanted to stay busy. I don't understand why they, why they brought this guy in to fight, you know, Tugov uh, at all. Makes no sense. Um, uh, so two guys of his five, two, and one in the UFC. He had a win over Douglas Silva D'Andraz in his uh, debut, and that dude's a badass. I don't care what anybody says. He's it's a tough fight for anyone. Um, he's he's a tough motherfucker. Uh, so that was way back in 2014. He hasn't fought uh, very often for someone that has been in the organization that long. Um, he's got a great chef, check left hook. He's very well rounded. Um, got good power, fast combinations. He uses good pressure as well. 
Um, he can definitely take a punch. He ate a spinning elbow from, uh, who was that? Uh, Ricardo Ramos in that fight. I went back and watched that. I don't know, was that his last fight, Ricardo Ramos? Yeah, it was. Um, he ate a spinning elbow in that fight and kept on going like it was nothing. Um, so he's got good head movement. He's a good counter puncher. He can, you know, work his wrestling whenever he needs to as well. And he's actually really impressive, man. You know, um, he, he's he's a really good fighter. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's had, let's just look at the people he was supposed to fight real quick. Because, I mean, this kind of just got under my skin that I was even having to watch tape on this Elves Brenner guy. So all the fights that he had lined up, Nate Landwehr, Lucas Almeida, Joel Alvarez, you know, those are, especially Joe Alvarez is, you know, up there in the rankings, you know, I mean, he's, that's a tough fight. And then he winds up fighting, you know, this guy who's never fought in the UFC before. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. But um, Elvis Brenner, he's 13 and three, 25 years old, five, nine. We don't have his reach. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't understand this. Um, so here it is. <laughs> he has a lot of submissions on his record against horrible competition. Um, you know, with you know, most of the people he's fought have little to no experience. Um, he has good jujitsu, but not really good wrestling or grappling. Um, basically every time he's fought someone that is, you know, with a little bit of experience, anybody with like a 10 and whatever record, you know, he ends up losing by unanimous decision. Um, I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> it, it. It was bothering me, but, uh. Yeah, I don't know that if Tugov, I don't know if Tugov gets a finish here, but I'm definitely taking him in the spot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take him to win by unanimous decision, uh, for sure. So Tugov is going to be the pick on that one. Um, this Ellsbrenner guy has no business fighting Tugov, for sure. So next up, we got Jamie Malarkey taking on Francisco Prado. A lot of people have been calling this guy the uh, Argentinian Drew Dober because of the chin. So, um, Jamie Malarkey's 15 and five, he's 28 years old, uh, six, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. Um, you know, I really like Jamie Malarkey. I'm a big Malarkey fan. I love watching his fights. It's, it's usually pretty exciting. He's usually either the, the hammer or the nail, you know, I mean, um, he's a pretty good size lightweight. Um, he fights the high pace. Uh, he's got good boxing. Uh, lots of experience. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but a little known, little known fact: uh, he actually fought Alexander Volkanovsky back in. Let's see when that was. I thought it was cool that that I saw that on there. Back in 2016, he fought Alexander Volkanovsky and lost in round one to punches. So he KO in the first round. Pretty crazy that uh, Volkanovsky was fighting guys this big. Um, but, uh, you know, he like, there's a weird thing that I've noticed uh, about him. It's, you know, he uses head movement well, but he still gets hit. And that's, it's kind of, kind of hard to explain that, I guess. Um, cause it's like, it's like, he can't, he can't really figure out like, you know, like but he'll use the head movement on the first punch, but it's like anybody that extends their combinations to like, you know, three or four punches or whatever ends up catching him. Um, and he does get, you know, rocked a lot in his fights. Um, you know, he has gotten finished quite a few times. And he does he does have fast hands. He's got good knees in the clinch. Um, it sucked seeing him get destroyed by Jalen Turner. You know, um, Jalen Turner's a monster, though. So you really can't hold that against him, you know, that much. But he had his moments. But, you know, in the end, uh, in the end, he lost the fight. You know, but Jalen Turner, like I said, he's he's a badass. You can't really hold that against him. He's kind of got that, you know, Neanderthal brow. That's how you know he's a, you know, tough dude, you know, Jamie Malarkey. Uh, so he he won a split decision uh, his last time out over Michael Johnson, and a lot of people, you know, felt like Johnson won that fight. And I mean, it was so close. Like I, I had, I think I had money on Malarkey, and I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he lost that fight, and I was surprised he got the decision. But it was super close. I could see it going either way. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag with him, you know, it's, it's, he, I think he has decent grappling, he just doesn't use it as much as he could, um, he's three and three in the UFC, and, uh, you know, I've been saying that, you know, this fight kind of has the, what happened to Gregory Rodriguez a couple weeks ago written all over it, you know, the, the undefeated, 
you know, young guy coming in against a guy who's, you know, a tough veteran or whatever of, of, in the UFC and he ends up getting knocked out. But, um, anyways, <laughs> so his, uh, his opponent here is, um, Francisco Prado, 11 and 0, uh, 20 years old, 5'10, with almost a 71 inch reach. Um, so he's pretty good. Uh, he's, um, he's fought a lot of like, uh, what was it called? The Shuto, oh, Samurai Fight House. That's who it was. Sorry, I was getting him confused with somebody else on here. Um, he's got a lot of finishes. Um, he's the number one lightweight coming out of Argentina. All of his wins are by finish, you know, and he's got KOs and subs both. Um, like I said, not the best of competition, but he's fought a couple of, you know, reasonably experienced guys. Um, you know, he's got pretty good double leg takedowns. He's got great ground and pound from the top, um, good elbows from the top position. Um, he's pretty wild on the feet. You know, he uses kind of like a more traditional boxing style as far as like how he holds his hands. Um, he throws a lot of kicks real well. Uh, like spinning kicks and stuff like that, up kicks up the middle, leg kicks. He doesn't avoid leg kicks very well himself. He doesn't check them either. Um, he transitions to the back pretty well on the ground. Uh, what else? Uh, he's he's a pretty he's a pretty proven fighter. You know, I mean, as far as on the regional scene, and he's done everything you would expect of someone getting a shot in the UFC. Uh, he's going to be a bit smaller and give up a little a little reach in the spot. Um, he's not a very technical striker. It's got heavy hands, and you know, like I said, it's got the the Gregory Rodriguez fight all over it. But I've got to go. I'm going to go with Malarkey because I feel like Malarkey's fought the better competition, and you know, he's he's more well rounded from what I've seen. You know, I mean, Malarkey's fought the better competition. He's done the things that he can do against harder opponents. You know, he's fought Jalen Turner. You know, I mean, um. Got to take Malarkey. I wouldn't put any money on this. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Prado ended up getting a knockout here. Um, I just have to see more of him before I can confidently say that. But he he does look like he's going to be a good going to be in the UFC for a while and uh, a pretty good pretty good prospect. Um, so I'm going with Malarkey. Um, I don't know if he gets a finish. I'm going to say Malarkey by decision. Next up, we got. Blake Builder taking on Shane Young. Uh, Shane, or sorry, Blake Builder is 7 0 1, 32, uh, 5 8 with a 68 and a half inch reach. So he's coming off a win on uh, Contender Series. He's the uh, Cage, Cage Fury uh, Featherweight Champ. Uh, he looked good in that fight. Uh, not so much on the feet. Like we didn't really get to see much of what he had on the feet in that fight. Uh, he was getting eaten a lot of leg kicks, you know, in the fight. But you know, he did show that he like moves side to side real well, and um, you know, he's he's definitely in good shape. You know, he looked a lot bigger than his opponent on there. Um, you know, ultimately he used his grappling to get the back and then the choke pretty quick. I think he landed a big punch and was able to snatch the neck kind of while the guy was standing. Um, he's been to the later rounds several times, so he's got pretty decent cardio. I uh, watched probably three of his fights, and you know, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, there are, like I said, it's 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 tough. You know, when you're dealing with guys when they're fighting, you know, not as good a competition. But um, uh, so he has a real wide stance. Uh, I've seen him get rocked in quite a few of his fights, but he he does always come back and you know and get the victory. Um, he can bring, he could swing pretty wild at times. Uh, you know, when he, when he does land, he hurts guys for sure. Um, I've seen him drop, drop guys, you know, in, in his fights with Cage Fury. Um, he is a very, uh, he's very good at taking the back from a lot of different angles, if that makes sense. Uh, I watched him, I watched him take the back and backpack a guy for a whole round. Once he gets on there, you know, it's hard to get him off, um, He's looked pretty good for a guy that's only had like seven fights. You know, he's he's pretty fast. He's explosive. Um, you know, there there are there are things that could be that could be better, but uh, I mean, he's he's pretty solid, pretty solid, but pretty well rounded. Um, good submissions, everything, and uh, he's going to be taking on Shane Young, uh, thirteen and six. He's twenty nine years old, 5'10", 
5'8 with a 72 and a half inch reach. Um, so he's two and three in the UFC with one of those losses uh, being a unanimous decision to uh, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky when Volkanovsky first came to the UFC. Um, so that's you know that's actually pretty impressive in hindsight that he went to the decision with him. That was his that was his debut, I believe. And uh, you know he's been he's been out almost two years. Um, he's pretty good. He just he just hasn't had a lot of like easy fights. You know, I mean. He uses a good double jab. He mixes in takedowns really well. Um, he's pretty high-paced in a lot of his fights. He's got uh, good knees in the clinch. He doesn't get hit a lot. He, or he does get hit a lot. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, he gets hit quite a bit. And I think that's mostly because of like his forward pressure that he was using, especially in his, in his first few fights in the UFC. Um, but he can keep that pace for three rounds. You know, he looks like he's in great shape, the best shape, you know, so far for this fight that he's ever been in. Um, you know, he's put on a lot of muscle since he joined the UFC. He's bigger, like, every time we see him. And, uh, you know, his head, his head movement, you know, um, has improved. Um, the Morales fight was, you know, kind of a unanimous decision loss. And I honestly think he was just being too cautious because he had, you know, he had the, um, you know, the Ludovic Klein head kick knockout before that fight. And he just wasn't fighting like he normally did. You know, he was being kind of cautious and he wasn't, he wasn't putting the pressure on like he normally does. Um, you know, Omar Morales is a pretty big flyweight or I mean, featherweight, not flyweight, (laughs) but so, I mean, you can't really, he was kind of getting ate up with the jab in that fight. You know, it's probably the biggest guy he's ever fought. So, um, I'm sure he's gone back and worked on, you know, a lot of things. And he seems like he's been doing a lot of cardio. I mean, he looks really cut up and, you know, really strong. You know, I, I was looking at his Instagram. and um, So, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because like, everybody's going with, you know, Malarkey. A lot of the tapology picks. And in this position, they're all going with Blake, you know, Builder. And it's kind of the same thing. Shane Young's been around the UFC. He's had some some wins and some losses, you know, and everybody's uh everybody's going with Blake Builder here, which is kind of surprising to me. Um you know, it's I got to go with the I got to go with the guy, you know, with a lot more experience, um that looks to be in the best shape of his life, you know, and and fighting at home as well, you know, so um I'm going to take uh Shane Young to get the victory here. Um, as far as, you know, method of victory, I guess I got to go, I, I guess I got to go with, uh, you know, just a, a, a decision win, maybe a split decision, maybe it's a close fight. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Shane Young in the spot, depending on what the line looks like. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have any money on this one. Next up, we got Luma Lukbuni taking on Elise Reed. Uh, Lukbuni is 7-3, uh, 5-1 with a 61.5-inch reach. Um, you know, she's uh, really impressive, man. I and mean, she's she's 4-2 and two in the UFC. Um, I can kind of sum, sum her up pretty quickly, you know. I mean, I, I'm a, I love Muay Thai, uh, you know, and... Her being from Thailand, you know, she has some of the best Muay Thai and, you know, women's MMA, in my opinion. I mean, it's really pretty to watch. Um, the knees, the elbows, the leg sweeps. She keeps a high pace and actually isn't at all that easy to take down. Um, she is always at a size disadvantage, but, you know, it's nothing she's not used to. Um, and and she's she's really good and really fun to watch, man. And uh, Elise Reed, she's 6-2. and two. Uh, 30 years old, 5'3", with a 63-inch reach. And uh, she's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. So she has uh, she has decent kickboxing. You know, not a lot of volume. And not very good takedown defense or much of a ground game, really. Um, so this fight is pretty easy to sum up. You know, neither of them like grappling. Um, you know, I see this being a stand, stand-up war. And, uh, you know, of course, which I think Luke Boomy is going to win. Uh, she has the better, you know, she has the better takedowns if she needs to take it there, which she probably won't. You know, I think, you know, her Muay Thai is way better than Elise Reed. You know, is you know her striking's just kind of low volume kickboxing type stuff. I, I think 
Luke Boomy's got this fight, and I'm going to be picking her to win by unanimous decision. Next up, we got Clayton Rodriguez taking on Shannon Ross. This is another one that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, <laughs> so we got Clayton Rodriguez. He's 7-2. and two. He's uh, 27 years old, 5'6", with a 67-inch reach. Um, you know, he's 0-1 in the UFC. He had a close fight with C.J. Verga. Um, so he's got good leg kicks. He's got a nice check hook real fast. Uh, good Muay Thai. Um, tends to load up on a lot of his punches. And um, he's got heavy hands. I mean, and so when he does land, it does have a big effect on his opponents. He used a lot of teep kicks. Um, you know, used them kind of like a jab to keep his opponent off of him. Um, I saw him get reversed a few times. You know, he doesn't throw up a whole lot of submissions from his back. Um, you know, I, I saw him get mounted by Vergara. Uh, Sorry if I said Vergara, it's Vergara. Um, but he, he was able to scramble and get back up. Um, if he gets forced to fight at a high pace and is pressured, you know, he may get tired. Um, you know, that happened in the in the Vegara fight as well. But, you know, I think he's probably going to have gone back to the drawing board and worked on a lot of things since, that's, since that fight. You know, um, this and plus Shannon Ross is, you know, a completely different, you know, fighter than, than CJ Vegara. Um, so we got Shannon Ross. He's 13 and 6, um, 33 years old, 5'6", with a 66-inch reach. Um, you know, he's coming off, he actually, you know, um, he got knocked out on his last fight on Dana White's Contender Series, so I was kind of confused as to why why he was getting the shot here. I mean, I don't know if they just had a lot of fight, fights fall out and, you know, um, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, he's a tough guy for sure. Um, I watched him get dropped several times and keep fighting, you know. Um, but honestly, from the few fights that I watched of his, I saw a lot of a lot of toughness, but I saw a lot of things that are going to, like, you know, cost him in, in this fight and future fights. Um, you know, his his chin, for one, you know, he got, he, kept, he got dropped, you know, three or four times before he finally got KO'd in that fight. And, you know, his head moving isn't very good. His striking defense needs a lot of work. Um, he wasn't able to get the takedowns either so i mean i've i've got to go with uh you know um <laughs> i've got to go with rodriguez here yeah, and I, i'm gonna say he gets the win by ko let's just go let's say round round two or round one ko next up we got joshua Kulibal taking on melzik bagasarian bagdasarian <laughs> uh joshua Kulibal is 10 one and one uh, 28 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. So uh, he's 2-1-1 one one in the UFC. Uh, and his debut was up a weight class against Jalen Turner. Seems to be a lot of guys who fought Jalen Turner on this card. And obviously, you know, it didn't it didn't go very well. You know, but like I said, you can't hold that against him. It was up a weight class against a guy who's way bigger than him. You know, so. But, uh, he, he's, um... You know he's had a lot of good fights. He's he's looked really good. He, he looks he looks better every time we see him as well. You know he had a he had a, a draw with Charles Dordain and Charles Dordain's really tough tough guy, really good fighter. Um, you know which looks it looks pretty good in hindsight. Honestly, he looks better. Like I said, every time we see him, lots of kicks, tall, different levels, pretty good head movement. He's got great cardio. Uh, he has got good submission defense. Uh, he rolls with punches well. He's super fast. Um, He's got a good chin. Um, he's got a real nasty right cross. He doesn't load up on, you know, all his strikes. Everything is pretty measured, you know. Um, and, you know, he really impressed me in the, you know, Sung Woo Choi fight. In that fight, you know, he came out there and he dropped Choi a bunch of times. And he he just styled on Choi, in my opinion. I know it ended up being a split decision, but I, I don't understand how. I mean, he, he won every round in that fight, in my opinion. Um, he really impressed me in that fight. You know, and I remember thinking to myself, like, I will never, <laughs> never go with Sung Woo Choi in a fight again, you know. Um, so, he's taking on Melzik Bogdasarian. He's 7-1, and one, 31 years old, 5'9", with a 70-inch reach. Um, he's got a long kickboxing background. Um, he's 2-0 and o in the UFC. Uh, he's going to be giving up three inches of reach in this spot, but he's a really great striker. You know, he's got fast combinations. Um, 
strong kicks to the to the body and uh mainly fights in a southpaw stance um as far as his kickboxing it's it really it's really good you know um, he does struggle with wrestling but hasn't really fought anybody with good wrestling or grappling yet um i think both of his opponents that he's fought so far are like oh and three haven't haven't had a win in the ufc and i think bruno bruno Suiz has got he's oh and three in the ufc um so you got to take that into you know into account um and as far as like you know sometimes he keeps his hands pretty low but you know i feel like he does it he knows he's safe when he's safe usually you know but he hasn't fought anybody as good as joshua kulibau yet so he doesn't need to be doing that against kulibau um you know he's as far as who's fought the better competition it's joshua kulibau all day um and I think, you know, um, it's most likely going to be a really exciting stand-up fight. But I do think Kulibau could take him down if he needs to in this spot, for sure. Uh, Kulibau's, you know, he doesn't have to use his grappling very much, but he can. You know, he can get takedowns when he needs to. And uh, I'm going to be going with Kulibau in this spot. And I actually, um, I, I got him at, um, like, minus 112, uh, Joshua Kulibau. And uh, I don't I don't know if he's going to, you know, finish uh, Melzik here in the spot. I mean, it's another decision win, I think, and it might be a close fight, but I think Kulibau is probably going to win it with the volume, and uh, you know Melzik might slow down in the third round, and Kulibau will still still be able to keep going. And uh, that's going to be my first bet on this card is uh, Joshua Kulibau minus one twelve. You might be able to still get him at that. I don't know what the lines are looking like right now. I'm doing this video super early. Um, Derek Lewis, the Derek Lewis fight hasn't even happened yet. This is, you know, that's happening this weekend. So I'm a week ahead, um, uh, trying to kind of beat the, beat the curve and stay a week, week ahead of everybody. Um, so, uh, and I've spent like the last four days just watching fights until I was basically brain dead. <laughs> a lot of these fights I've seen before, but, uh, so next up we got Jack Jenkins. He is 10 and two. And he is 29 years old, 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. And, uh, you know, he's pretty good. Um, it's his UFC debut. He's a really good striker. He sets traps really well. Um, you know, like when he, whenever he, um, if he faints, he's fainting to set up punches. He's not just fainting like everybody does constantly and doesn't throw anything. Everything's like, you know, with a purpose. So, I mean, he's... he's Really cool to watch, uh, and you can appreciate that um, for sure. Um, he's got great combinations. Um, you know, he doesn't use. He's got good takedowns. He doesn't use it very much. Um, he's got good top control. He's got good submissions. Um, he's really well rounded. You know, he's got he's got uh, you know good elbows in the clinch. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with what I saw you know, out of him. And uh, he's taking on Don Shanus. He is 12 and 4, 31 years old, 5'6 with a 67 inch reach. He's 0 and 1 in the UFC. Um, you know, he uh, he made his UFC debut against uh, Sadiq Yusuf. He kind of jumped in on short notice, you know, basically to get a contract with the UFC, you know, knowing that he's going against a way more skilled opponent all the way around. I mean, he. Uh, he uh he got destroyed by Sadiq Yusuf, you know, it's really quick. Um he really kind of he's kind of like a brawler, you know, he throws a lot of wild shots, he crashes into his opponents, you know, he just he does have big power, so that's always a risk, you know, in fighting him, but but you know, I learned, you know, basically by watching a couple of his fights that, you know, he has trouble finding his way out of the tie clinch. Um, you know, he sticks his head right in guillotines, um, you know, on takedowns if he shoots for a takedown. You know, he does put on exciting fights, he's fun to watch. Um, you know, but I definitely got to go with Jenkins. Um, Jenkins is more technical, more well-rounded. I'm actually going to go with Jenkins to, uh, Jenkins by submission, uh, round two or three, uh, maybe a rear naked choke or, you know, something like that. <clears throat> Jenkins is just definitely way more well-rounded than, you know, Shanus. And, uh, next up we got Jimmy Crute taking on Alonzo Minifield. So... This fight's a little bit trickier than you would think. You know, there was a time, um, there was a time that, uh, did I skip a fight? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so next up we got Randy Brown 
taking on Jack Della Maddalena. <laughs> uh, so Randy Brown's 16 and four, 32 years old, 170, uh, 63, or sorry, six, <laughs> six foot three with a 78 inch reach. Um, you know, he's uh 10 and four in the UFC and, uh, he's been in the UFC since 2016. You know, he's super tall. He's got a long reach for the welterweight division. Um, he's really improved a whole lot since being in the UFC. Um, he, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's, he uses boxing really well. Um, you know, he's, uh, He, he, you know, he's got a really long reach. Sorry, I'm fucking brain dead still. Um, he's got a super long reach, you know, and he knows, he knows how to use it really well. He's definitely improved on that. Um, you know, he's had a few weird losses in the UFC like that, you know, where Nico Price knocked him out from his back, you know, or whatever. But you know, he looked amazing in the Chaos Williams fight. And, in you know, he really showed how much he's improved, you know, and, he does struggle with like you know strong grapplers. Like even Francisco Trinaldo in his last fight was able to kind of throw him around a little bit in the first round. Um, of course, he got the win there, but you know against strong grapplers, you know he could he can struggle. But you know he uses you know he uses his jab really well. He uses that kick really well, that teep kick. You know he kind of uses like a jab. Um, he's really impressive, you know, and it's just you know Jack Della Melina. You know, I mean, he's he's the real deal. You know, he's Jack Del Melina is thirteen and two, twenty six years old, five eleven with a seventy three inch reach, and uh, he's three and zero in the UFC, and he's got three knockouts, three first round knockouts, and uh, you know he's the real deal. I mean, he's got beautiful striking from both stances. Um, he's got power in every limb. Um, I mean. He doesn't ever throw wild, you know, he uses his arms real well to, you know, both protect his face and his body when people are trying to, you know, uh, hit him with body shots. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to watch. I mean, he uses his jab very well. There's, like, no wind-up whatsoever. Um, he's got great counters. Um, there's nothing not to like, man, you know, and, and I am going to go with Jack Della Maddalena here by KO. And I'm going to say KO round one, you know, just like all of his other fights. Uh, I don't... He's just a different level of striker, man. He's got a different level of power too, and I, I think he'll be able to beat Randy Brown in this spot for sure. And that's another play that I that I took on on this. I, I got him at like minus uh, two seventy five, Jack Della Maddalena. So that's my second play on the card. Next up, we got Jimmy Crute taking on Alonzo Minifield. Um, so like I said, this is a fight that you know is a lot trickier than you think. You know, um. Jimmy Crute's twelve and three, uh, twenty-six years old, six-two with a seventy-four inch reach. He's four and three in the UFC, and there was a time, you know, a few years back, you know, back when he, uh, back when he knocked out, um, who was it? Who else was it? That was on this card? Uh, Modestus Bukakis. So back whenever he was knocking him out, you know, and and whatever, you know, he was like he was kind of like the next big thing at that time, you know. He was everybody was really hyping him up. He was a big favorite in his fights, you know, and then he uh, ended up having the losses to Anthony Smith, you know, the leg injury wasn't such a big deal, and then he got knocked out by Jamal Hill. Um, you know, he's really really well rounded. He's got big power. Um, he's got good submissions, and and hopefully he's back and you know fully healthy uh, this time around. Uh, he's a really exciting fighter. He is a good fighter, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how that fight would have went against Anthony Smith if he hadn't had that leg injury. You know, I mean, it, I think it would have been a pretty competitive fight, honestly. But um, so he's taking on Alonzo Minifield, uh, thirteen and three, thirty-five years old, six zero, seventy-six inch reach. He's gonna have a two-inch reach advantage here. Um, you know, Alonzo Minifield. He's got a good record right now. I mean, he's he's six and three in the UFC. Hasn't fought the best of opponents. Uh, Fabio Charant, um, Ed Herman. Ed Herman's one of my favorites of all time, but he's way up in age now. Um, lost to William Knight. That's not a good look. Uh, Askar Morozov. 
You know, he got, it was a good knockout, and he knocked out Misha Serganov as well. But, you know, he was really just going out in that Misha Serganov fight and just winging punches, you know, until he landed something. You know, I mean, it didn't look pretty at all. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he styled on that uh, Askar Morozov guy, which had a padded record, and, you know, he, he tried to lie about his record and stuff and all that. But So, you know, when I, when it comes down to it, I think Jimmy Crute's the more well-rounded fighter. Um, and I think if he can stay away from Minifield's wild punches in the first round and, you know, maybe clinch up with him, you know, tire him out a little bit, use his grappling, um, he'll be able to get a finish probably in the third round. Uh, but I think, I, I don't know, maybe maybe by submission. I, let's, let's call it by submission. Jimmy Crute by submission round three. Hopefully he gets back on track this time around because I'm a big fan of his. So next up, we got Justin Taffa taking on Parker Porter. So uh, Justin Taffa is 5-3, and three, and I was really looking forward. His brother was supposed to fight on this card. I've been hyping up his brother on some of my... Uh, I did an MMA news episode a while back. Sorry, I got to get a drink real quick. I did an MMA news episode a while back, um, right before the... Uh, before his uh, fight at Ryzen 40, um, when they did the Bellator versus Ryzen thing, and I said he was a guy to watch out for. Um, he's like he's like four and zero in MMA, but it's all knockout wins. But he's got a long glory kickboxing record, and I I had a lot of notes. You know, I was ready to to go in because his brother's really talented. Now I don't know how well it's going to transfer over to MMA. You know, he's he, he does have a big hole in his game with the grappling. But his brother's a really good striker. I mean, if you look at his glory kickboxing fights on YouTube, there's a ton of them. Guy's got 20-something KOs. I mean, crazy, you know. Really good striker. And uh, he's actually a little bit taller than Justin Taffa. And, uh, you know, he's he just – they're not built the same. He's a taller, taller, skinnier guy, you know. And I don't think he weighs in at the heavyweight limit either. But um, Anyway, enough about that. I'm just, and it sucks we didn't get to see him fight. I was really looking forward to that. I thought he was going to win that fight. Uh, he was supposed to fight a, uh, uh, what's that guy, Corley uh, Acosta or whatever his name is. Uh, I don't know. I'll show y'all in a little bit. Um, so Justin Toff is five and three, 29 years old, uh, six foot tall, 74 inch reach. Looks like he missed weight his last time out. Came in at 267. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what everybody's seeing. I noticed on Tapology, everybody's going with Taffa, and you know, I don't know. His, his run in the UFC has not really been good. You know, um, he lost to, he got knocked out by Jorgen De Castro. Um, he knocked out Juan Adams. I guess that's a good win. Not really, because I don't think Juan Adams is in the UFC anymore. But and he lost to Carlos Felipe, split decision. He lost to Jared Bandera. That's the one that did it for me. You know, <laughs> uh, and then he beat Harry Hunsucker and. You know, Harry Hunsucker's not a UFC caliber fighter, unfortunately. Tough guy, though. Um, so he hasn't had a very good run in the UFC, Justin Taffa, and he lost to Jaron Videra, and just because of that simple fact, I have to go with Parker Porter here because, I mean, they both haven't fought, you know, very good top competition. I mean, Chris Dawkins knocked out Parker Porter. Um, Josh Parisian, you know, hey, he's not a horrible, horrible fighter. He's one of the bottom of the barrel guys, but... He, he could definitely take on some of these guys that, you know, <laughs> that Taffa's fought and probably do well. Um, fought Chase Sherman. He won that fight. Um, Alan Badeau, he's not good either, you know, and he had that loss against Jolton Almeida. Hey, you know, Jolton Almeida's a monster. So I think Parker Porter is actually going to be the better fighter here. Um, and he's actually kind of fast for being a heavyweight. So, you know, I know he's not the best. These are two guys that, you know, I've heard, I listen to a lot of the betting shows and stuff, or I used to. I don't really do it anymore, but a lot of people talk all kinds of crap about, you know, these guys and, you know, guys like these guys and Jerry Vendera and all that. And Parker Porter is definitely the best out of all those guys, I think, in my opinion. doesn't have, His record wouldn't show it, but at least he has a, you know, he had a three-fight win streak in the UFC, so that's something to, you know, that's something... Uh, Sorry, guys, my nose is all messed up today. It's like 20, 28 degrees out here right now in Texas, which is surprising. We're not used to that. So next up, we got the co-main event. Yair Rodriguez taking on Josh Emmett. And, uh, man, 
this is going to be a, a good fight. Um, we got uh, Yair Rodriguez. He's 14-3. and three. He's 30 years old. He's 5'11 with a 71-inch reach. Um, he's 9-2 and two in the UFC. I mean, he's, he's a really good creative striker. It's amazing to watch. He's got lots of power. He does all that crazy spinning stuff, but he he does it to where it actually works. You know, a lot of these guys come out here and throw spinning back fists 50 times in a fight, and it's really, you know, you see it coming, and it's pretty obvious, you know, and, and he makes it look pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's really good, really good striker, and he's, he's um you know, he's tightened up a lot of things. You know, he's, he's tightened up his grappling, his takedown defense. Um, you know, that fight with you know, Brian Ortega, he was winning that fight before it happened. I know it didn't even go a full round, but he was winning that fight. And, uh, and he was he, he was busting Tor- Ortega up on the feet. I know it didn't last very long, but I, I felt like he was going to win that fight. And I had money on him in that spot. And I, don't, I think he was an underdog. And he ended up, you know, winning the fight. It sucked that he had to win it that way, but I think he would have won anyway. You know, um, but he's a really creative striker. I mean, that fight that he had with Max Holloway, that's a loss. But that fight could have went either way, in my opinion. It was close. I'm a big Holloway fan, so of course I, I went with Holloway there, but it was way closer than I than I would have thought, and that's what really turned me around and got me on, you know, the you know, the hype trainer. Yeah, you're Rodriguez. Um he's gonna be taking on Josh Emmett, and uh <laughs> Josh Emmett is um you know, he's eighteen and eighteen and two. He's thirty seven years old, five six with a seventy inch reach. And let's take a look at his uh his UFC record here. So he's also, is he also nine and two in the UFC? I guess so. Um, he got caught by Jeremy Stevens back in the day. I don't know who Des Green. I guess I haven't seen that fight, or maybe I did and I just don't remember it. He lost to Des Green. You know, he's actually a uh, pretty sure he's a decorated wrestler. You know, wrestler background. But the thing is, is he could win this fight, guys, and he if he uses his wrestling. But he never uses his wrestling. You know, he he's. He's had success with the hands. He's got the big fucking knockouts, the big power. And, uh, you know, I mean, he could win this fight, you know, if he really, if he would use his grappling, but he does never use his grappling. You know, he didn't use it against Calvin Cater. A lot of people thought Calvin Cater won that fight. I actually thought Calvin Cater won that fight. Um, I didn't have any money on it, but, um, and I, I'm going to be taking Yair Rodriguez in this spot because I feel like Josh Emmett's going to go out there and he's going to try to strike like he does in all his fights. And uh, you you can't you can't beat Yair Rodriguez. No, I don't think anybody in the featherweight division can strike with Yair Rodriguez. It's you have to use something else. You know, um, even you know, I would say Volkanovski could beat him, but you know he would be using his takedowns and tire him out. You know, instead of just having a straight up you know stand up fight with Yair Rodriguez. I think Yair Rodriguez wins by knockout. Um, probably in the probably in the later rounds. You know, let's say fourth round. Uh, as Josh, I guess Josh Emmett has been five rounds at least once. Yeah, against, I think it was only against Calvin Cater that he's been five rounds. But yeah, I'm going with Yair Riguez for sure in this spot. Um, I'm, I'm debating on having money on it. I think Yair Rodriguez is minus 145. Uh, in the main event, we got Islam Makachev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. So Makachev's twenty three and one. He's thirty one years old, five ten with a seventy and a half inch reach. Um, you know what? What's there to say? You know, I mean, he's one of the greatest lightweight fighters ever. You know, I mean, his wrestling is the best that we've seen. I mean, aside from Khabib, um, he's got a crazy ass arm triangle choke that he just puts everybody out with. I mean, he ran through Charles Oliveira, Oliveira like he was nothing. Um, and he's worked on his striking. His striking looked much improved in that fight. And, you know, he KO'd Bobby Green, which he ran through him pretty quick. Um, you know, he's really good. And and there's not a whole lot, you know, you really need to say here. And, and you know, Volkanovski, he's, he's 25-1, and one, 34 years old, 5'6", with a 71.5-inch reach. So he's actually going to have some reach in this spot. But, you know, guys, I, I'm excited that this fight's happening. I, I don't think it was a smart decision by Volkanovski. Um you know, I mean, he, he's got the perfect record. He's ran through everybody at featherweight. I get why he did it. But, I mean, guys, I got to go with Islam Makachev in this fight. Um, I know he says, you know, Volkanovski's saying, like, people haven't, you know, oh, yeah, he's short, you know, whatever. They, they've they never, I mean, I'm a brick wall is what he's been saying. But 
as long as Makachev is a bigger brick wall, you know, and <laughs> I hate to say it, man, I, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm more of a Volkanovski fan than I am Makachev, you know, um, but I got to go with Makachev and I, he's probably going to get a, a submission, you know, first or second round, probably arm triangle, just like he's done everybody else. I don't see Alexander Volkanovski being, you know, strong enough to keep Makachev from getting him down. Um, Maybe I'll be wrong, you know, but I hope not because my <laughs> my third play on this card is going to be Islam Makachev straight up. Uh, minus 300 is what I got him at. Right when the books opened for this for this card, I got him at minus 300. Um, yeah, man, it's it. I, I can't unless until Volk shows me that. I mean, I can I can't say that nobody's been able to keep Makachev off of him. And I don't I don't think somebody coming up from, you know, a weight class is going to a weight class below is going to be able to do it either. Um, for sure. You know, I mean, it's, and if you look at the, the past and look at, you know, fighters that have gone up and fought, you know, I mean, here recently who, who went up and tried to fight, you know, um, Matt's Holloway went up and tried to fight Dustin Poirier and, you know, he got, he got the crap beat out of him. Um, I don't remember who else has gone up in recent times. I guess Henry Cujo did, but, I definitely got to go with Islam Makachev. I took him at minus 300. So my three plays for this card. Um, I just told you Makachev, minus 300. I got uh, Jack Della Maddalena at minus 275. And I got Joshua Koulibal at minus 112. Um, there might be more. I might come up with more. I want to I wanna get uh, Zubara Tugov in on something, but he's a really big favorite. So I'm going to have to find somebody to parlay him with. Um, I'll post another video if I put any more vets up. Uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll put him and Tyson Pedro on a parlay or something. Uh, see what that looks like. But see, we lost quite a few good fights. Uh, we lost Joe Alvarez, Zabara Tugov. We lost Junior Tafa, Austin Lane. We lost Junior Tafa, Waldo Cort Cortez Acosta. We lost Kai Kara France versus Alex Perez. Uh, we lost Robert Whitaker. Robert. Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. There was a lot of good fights that ended up dropping off of this card. But ultimately, it's still going to be a good card, guys. And I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the uh, support. I know I'm not the best. I know I don't have all the cool the cool video editing stuff, you know, doing. I do everything in one take. It's not always perfect. Um, but I do appreciate everybody that's commenting and, you know, told me they, that they enjoy my, my videos. So thank you guys very much. And uh, if you want to go to my Instagram, high kick underscore fight picks, I post all my picks on there too and all my bets. Um, and I'll be posting the contest deal on there as well. So y'all be able to, um, y'all be able to uh, comment on this YouTube video. I'll be turning the comments off uh, the day before the fights. So it would be Friday. I'll be, you know, uh, turn the comments off on the video and on the Instagram post once I put it up. But, yeah. So, I'm going to put a video ahead of this. I haven't done it yet. It uh, explains all the contest rules and stuff and shows y'all what, what y'all can win. And I pre appreciate you guys. I'm out of here.